Hi guys, and welcome back to Midday Matcha with Livy. Clearly, I am fucking Livy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into my week intro, okay? As you can hear, I am sick as fuck. I didn't need to sniffle like that just to prove I was sick as fuck, but I'm so sick. I do not feel well. Um, I was really sick this past weekend. Don't know what it was, but it really killed my weekend. Let me tell you, did it kill a vibe? It definitely killed a vibe, but we're not going to sit on here and talk about my illnesses. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep on going. Anyways, I Monday night had ladies night and ladies night. It's not like me being like it was a ladies night. No, ladies night is just at this restaurant in Chicago. They auction off Louboutin shoes. So of course I was going to be there. And of course I was going to drink a lot. Actually, I really didn't drink that much. I just had one dirty martini. Oh, that's another thing. I found like my go-to drink. Normally it's an espresso martini, but they give me panic attacks. So I have been going for an extra dirty gray goose martini. Like those are my vibe. I really love a gray goose martini. And that's just me in a sentence. I feel like these days is a extra dirty gray goose martini. Love them, love them, love them. Okay. So ladies night was fun. I ended my mom's relationship and you know what? We're not even going to talk about it because she asked me not to talk about this, but I will eventually talk about it one day. Cause like they're probably going to get back together, but they like got in a big fight and it was just kind of like a hundred percent my fault, but not my fault whatsoever. It's crazy. I can't even be talking about this. So let's just act like I didn't say anything and let's go on with the episode. So another thing about my week intro is I just got done planning my girl's trip. Okay. My girl's trip for the summer. So I'm leaving in late August and I'm not going to tell anybody where I'm going until I go, but because I, I just want to keep it a surprise. I can't just keep telling you guys fucking everything, like, guess, maybe. But this is, like, the most me place ever. And I've been wanting to go to this place since I was, like, a little girl. You're going to be like, oh, my God, it must be Paris. No, it's genuinely not, like, that cool. But it's a really interesting place. And once I say it, you guys are all going to be like, oh, my God, bitch, really? Like, this is where you do your girls' trips? But this is where I do my girls' trips. I... We'll get into it closer to the day, mid-August. Mid-August, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't really have that long of a week intro because I was sick all week, so I didn't really get to do anything super fun and exciting. I just kind of was sick as fuck and like that's not really fun. But today's episode is going to be on the heavier note, okay? We're talking about death. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like not the best with talking to serious subjects because I like make every single thing a joke. So I'm going to try my best to just keep it fun, fresh, flirty, cute, fun. I'm like talking about death and I just refer to it as flirty. I'm just like scared to talk about death on the podcast. But we're going to talk about it because I've experienced a lot of death in my life. Like I've lost a lot of really close people to me at a young age. I've had to deal with these deaths and I've also lost people who were also a young age. And I just feel like I never 
nobody ever prepares you for death. And it's not like I'm like coming on here to try and prepare you for death, but I just wish I had somebody who knew what I was going through when I was going through the things I went through when experiencing death at a young age and like losing family members and like losing friends and people close to you. So I'm going to try my best to help you navigate through grief, loss, and death. Basically, I'm just going to give you everything that's helped me get through these like horrific deaths that I've experienced. So last week was the anniversary of my cousin's death. And I don't, that just sounded, it's going to be an intense episode, but I'm in a silly, goofy mood. But um, it is in a, a little bit more of an intense episode, but I'm going to try my best, like I said, to keep it light. But yeah, so last week was the anniversary of my cousin's death. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to make a podcast episode on death because I feel like nobody really talks about it and nobody really like prepares you and like not many people. Because like it's so out of the blue just to prepare somebody for death. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about it because if you've lost somebody or you're grieving or you're dealing with death currently, maybe this can help you. Like I just wish someone would have helped me during those times. So I'm going to just tell you what helped me. And yeah, I've also, so within a year I lost my, both my grandparents. I lost my well, three of my grandparents. So I lost my grandpa, my step-grandma, and my grandma. And then I also lost my cousin as well, suddenly. So I've really been like hit hard with the death train. Kind of ran through my family. And it just really changed my life. Like some of these deaths completely changed my life and changed who I am as a person because of dealing with these deaths. So losing, first thing I want to talk about is losing a young person at a young age. And by that, I mean just someone who's younger of age. I feel like later in life, if they're like 85, you know, you knew your grandparents were going to die. They weren't going to like live forever, but those deaths are still hard. I'm not saying it's not hard, but I feel like dealing with a death of a younger person is just so extremely difficult because it's so unexpected where it's just like one day you see them and they're living their life and they're normal and they're happy. And then the next day you're like at their funeral. So those deaths for me, like was probably one of the hardest deaths that I've had to deal with. And I want to talk about, I feel like that's going to be the one that I kind of am going to reference a lot of. Like that's the one that definitely changed my life when it happened. So let's go into the grieving process of like how I handled death and just whatever. Just fucking listen to me talk. Oh my God. It's so hard to talk about death because it's such like a touchy fucking subject, but like, I'm not going to let it be like that. I'm just going to talk about my experience and that's that. Sorry. I got mad for <laughs> literally no apparent reason. And it was just, I was getting a little bit upset because I just don't want to, uh, this is like actually a top, like a topic. I don't want to offend anybody or make anyone feel bad, but at the same time, like everyone's always going to be offended some way. So I'm just going to talk and talk my shit and tell my story. So after, I feel like this is the hardest part is like after the shock is gone and the funeral's over and then the grieving process like really comes into play, which is the hardest time. And I feel like that's the time people really forget about you the most. The first thing I want to talk about mainly in this thing is like, let's talk about family and friends. So after you lose somebody, look at my biggest thing is like, look at who was there every day with you at the funeral. Look who was there making sure they were at the funeral, the wake, they were texting you every day, making sure how you felt like checking up on you nonstop. Because when you experience such a big death, you're going to want the closest people around you. And I thought my best friends would be there. My best friends at the time would be there for me nonstop. And like, 
that wasn't the case whatsoever. So like the death of my cousin really put into perspective the people that are really going to be there for you and not. So unfortunately in this time, you really see who is really there for you. And like you, I feel like I cherish the people who checked up on me and made sure I was okay. The ones who would stay with me throughout the entire funeral, the ones that were always there, like surround yourself with people who make you feel the best during that time. Like it is friendship ending if they don't come to a funeral, you know, like it's, Friendship ending if you don't have your best friends there to support you through one of the hardest things in your life, like obviously. And for me, that's happened. Like I've lost friends because they just weren't there for me during a time where I really needed them. And it was after that, it just kind of like really damages the friendship. So after the shock was gone of the funeral and then the grieving process really kicked in, it was like the absolute hardest and I guess for some reason not that I wasn't expecting that I just didn't know that that was going to be so difficult because it's like yes you're during the funeral and stuff you're surrounded by friends by family by everyone you love so it doesn't feel it's still like your world is like rocked and you have like no idea what the fuck is happening but it really is so much more painful when you're alone and then you're just like sitting alone in your room and you're like wait what the fuck just happened so like my biggest thing is just Surround yourself with the people that were there for you the most and then just like get through the day. Like the only thing you should be focusing on is just getting through the day ahead of you. Like don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about yesterday. Just like just try and get through the day, you know, and if you're getting through the day in a shitty fucking mood, that's fine. At least you're getting through the day in a shitty fucking mood. You're getting through the day. Like that's the biggest thing is just like wake up and live your life and continue to Live because my sister phrased this for me the best because at first I thought she was just like a heartless fucking bitch after my cousin passed. And then I realized like, no, she just handles death differently. But she was just like, um, just because they die doesn't mean like my life is going to stop. My life is going to keep going with or without me. So they're not going to be here no matter what. But my life is going to keep going and I have the choice to live with or like to let myself be miserable or to just keep living my life. Like my life isn't going to stop and life doesn't stop after death. And I was like, Jesus Christ, she's like a crazy bitch. But at that moment, like I needed to hear that because she's right. Like life doesn't stop after death. Like life is going to keep going with or without you. And you have the complete choice of how you want to handle your days. And like, obviously it's depressing. It's heartbreaking. You're losing such a vital person and like a valuable person in your life. Death is hard no matter what. Right. But you still have to get through the days and you can't just sit and sulk. I mean, like you can for like a while. I definitely recommend sitting and sulking, but like at some point you got to get yourself up and you have to like keep going. So like find comfort in little things, you know, little things to get you through the day. I always say like even with depression and stuff and like little things have to get you through the day for like, so like when I was like, severely depressed like little things like youtube videos iced coffee flowers like stupid shit like that like really got me through the day so it's just like the little things that are going to get you through the day like the little things to look forward to like order your favorite fucking dinner did i need to swear right there no i was just like order your favorite dinner little things that you know are just going to help you get through the day are things to just help you you're like yeah bitch you said that anyways not every day is going to be a good day like not don't like try and fake it like obviously not every single day is going to be a good day you just experience an extreme loss like it's gonna be hard it's gonna be challenging but just find the happy moments in every single day um get up and be active like that's one thing my mom has instilled this in my brain since I was like a little girl and fun fact when she was telling me my cousin passed I was in Aspen and she was called me to tell me my cousin passed and she was like 
I was obviously like freaking out, hyperventilating and like losing my damn mind as any normal person would. And she's like, Liv, go on a run, go on a run, just go on a run. And I'm like, mom, you just told me my cousin died. The last thing I want to do is run a fucking marathon right now. But she's like, get up and be active and like get your mind off of it. Like working out is what she meant to say. It's like working out always gets your mind off of it and will get your mind into a better place, which is like so true. So get up and go for a walk. I'm not telling you run a fucking marathon like my mom told me to do after she broke the news my cousin died. And she was like, get up, live and start running. You will feel so much better. Like wasn't really explaining much to me. I was like hyperventilating. She's like, you really need to go on a run right now. You need to go on a run. And I was like, mom, who the hell tells somebody that? And then it's like, actually like to hop your ass on a treadmill, bitch. But she's right, you know, like getting up, still being active, still living your life and just mostly like just getting up and being active, like get up, be active. It clears your mind. Okay, it will clear your mind completely. It will make you feel better. Another little thing that I like to do that helped me was. So after they're gone, they're dead. You're like, yeah, Livy, we get it. Okay, so after death is you can always write letters to the people who pass, like which I love to do. I feel like I saw a TikTok one time and it was like, if you're grieving or going through the death process, just write letters to the person that you lost. Like you can write letters of what you want to tell them or you can even like look up to the sky and tell them yourself like they're gonna listen to you they are listening so let's start right there I'm a very spiritual person so I believe once people pass that like on the other end that they are looking over you they can hear you like they're in the sky watching you that's what I believe okay so like I write letters I will pray to them I will talk to them they don't talk back obviously you're like yeah no living nobody thought they were talking back to you but they won't talk back to you but there's just I always find so much comfort in knowing that they're above me and watching me and that lessens the pain a little bit also lessens the pain of knowing that they're all together like that everyone who's passed is up there together they're with each other like my mom just always kept telling me that she's like they're all together they're all safe everybody's okay because they're up there together so just believing that made me feel just so much better also your life is probably going to change after you experience a life-changing death okay so for me I realized in the way that my life changed the most is that the people that I was friends with at the time, our lives just were not correlating whatsoever. Like I was dealing with a very big loss and they asked me if I would come to the club on the weekend. Like that's what I'm trying to say is like our lives didn't correlate. Like I was like, my cousin just died. You think I want to shake my ass to some city girls in the club right now? No, I can't even get out of bed. Like I'm depressed. I've never experienced death at such a young age. And you want me to shake my ass in the club? They're like, so you're not coming into the club this weekend? I'm like, no, I'm actually going to sit out on the club this weekend because my cousin just died I don't feel like getting up getting ready and shaking my ass in the club like and they were just like I don't understand like what do you mean like they just didn't understand and so it's like you have to surround yourself with people who are going to understand because their problems are always going to feel so annoying to you because their problems are not real problems it's like little drama they're like oh my god can you believe my boyfriend said this and you're like dude I literally just experienced a horrible death and you want to tell me about what your boyfriend just said and like that's I wish that was my fucking biggest problem of the of the damn day is like that my boyfriend said something to me that pissed me off a little bit no instead I'm trying to grieve a death that I didn't even and know was coming my way you know so it's like I always told my cousin this too where her and I both realized like our friends were low-key shitty as fuck because we were dealing with such a heavy death and they just kind of like 
were talking to us about their little small problems. And it's like, you know what? Like all the power to them. I wish those were my problems. But like when you have dealt with something so big and you have people coming to you like a couple days after the funeral being like, oh my God, can you believe my boyfriend said this to me? And you're like, dude, I just experienced a horrible death. Like your lives are just not adding up. They're not coming together. Like people aren't understanding of what you're going through. So that will change. You'll notice people around you start to fall off or you'll notice you'll get closer to other people. Like I got closer to my cousins and my sisters during that time because nobody else knew what we were going through except each other. Nobody else, like my friends couldn't understand what I was feeling because they'd never experienced a death at a young age. And I couldn't really give them the time of the day to give a fuck about what their boyfriends were saying them to them because I was just like in shock of what just had happened to me that I couldn't really wrap my head around anything else. So your life is going to change and people's problems are going to feel so fucking annoying to you when you're actually dealing with like such a heavy fucking burden. So friendships will come and go. Um, also like don't do anything you don't want to do. Okay. So after death, like, or you're sad and you're dealing with death in general, like don't do things that you don't want to do. Like example, if I had gone to the club and shaked my ass, I probably would have been crying in the bathroom. Like I just, I'm not the type that I can bounce back after a death like that, where I can be like, oh my God. Yeah. Like last funeral was Saturday. And then next Saturday I'm like in the club shaking my ass. Like, no, like it was a, a pretty traumatic death. Like I just wasn't, I'm not able to bounce back like that. Where like, I feel like my sister could bounce back like that and other people can bounce back like that where I need a minute to be like, wait, what the fuck just happened? You know what I mean? Where, but then again, like I did have to perform. Like I was still putting on my comedy shows at the time that that death happened. So like I still had to go on stage and perform, but like that's my job. Like that's what I had to do. I didn't have a choice. Like I had prepped for this show and it was my own show. I had to go on stage and I had to do that. So like that is something I did want to do. And like I did have to push myself too. I did want to do it, but it was just like, you know, for like a weekend I had to, and it was right after I found out my cousin passed, but for a weekend I had to act like nothing was happening and I had to go on stage and I had to perform my little heart out. And then I had to talk with everybody after the show like I was the happiest person in the world. And just for like, a weekend act like nothing had happened just so I could get through my show and put on a show that I just worked six fucking months to create and put on its feet. Like I can't back out of things like that. So like do the things that you want to do. If you don't feel like you can go hang out with friends, don't fucking hang out with friends. But if you feel like you want to do your comedy show you worked six months to do, do that. You're like, well, maybe this podcast is feeling very specific, very specific. But like there's little things that you're not going to want to do. Like you might not even want to get out of fucking bed some days. So it's like if your friends are like making you feel shitty about not getting out of bed or not doing things like fuck them, then you don't need those kinds of people in your life. Like death is difficult. It's going to feel shitty for a while right after the grieving process, but that's okay. Like my biggest thing is always to feel everything because I feel like once I, I had all those deaths hit within like a year of each other, I definitely turned to drugs and alcohol. Like I definitely turned to smoking weed to cope with my pain. And like, I genuinely can tell you right now, I don't remember the months of 2019 of like September to... no, August to like December. Cause I couldn't, like all I was doing was smoking my pain away. Like I just was smoking. So I didn't feel anything. And like, that's like the biggest mistake I've ever made because 
the feelings are still fucking there. So like when I was sober, I would still feel them and I would smoke to not feel them. But it was like, that was the dumbest shit ever because they were still going to be there whether I was high or I wasn't high. So like, I don't recommend turning to drugs or alcohol whatsoever when dealing with debt because it comes, becomes an addiction too. It came to the point where I was like, oh fuck, like I need to smoke today. I don't want to think about this. And it was like, that's so shitty. Like you should never have to think like that or feel like that. You know, like weed should never be a crutch in that sort of way. And that's what I was making it. So I was definitely like always high because I didn't want to have to like deal with the pain of losing my family members, obviously. But like that was the dumbest thing I could have done because once I was sober, everything felt 30 times heavier. And like the only way to get through that kind of thing is to fucking deal with it, is to not smoke, is to not turn to drugs and alcohol to take away your fucking pain because it doesn't take away your pain and it just becomes an addiction because your pain is never going to go away until you deal with it. You're like, damn, Livy, who told you to come on and preach today? I don't know, but that's what I did. During the initial grieving process is like, Surround yourself with people who understand what you're going through and surround yourself with people who are there for you and like not judging you for like not going to the club and shaking your ass instead or like let's watch a movie in bed together kind of thing and just do whatever you need to do to get through the day. So it's been two years since these deaths have happened in my life, like these severe deaths. I don't like the way I'm saying that severe deaths, but since I've dealt with that death and I feel like I've learned a lot in two years and... I will tell you little things that bring me comfort in the days when you miss them the most or you just like just brings me comfort in general when I'm going through a hard time. So like I said, I am very spiritual. So I believe that they're watching over me and shit. And sometimes I'm like crying. I'm like, what the fuck, grandma? Why are you letting me cry like this? And then I'm just like, or I'm like, what the fuck, grandma? Why is this happening to me? And then I'm like, she didn't do it, but she is watching over me. Cause then sometimes I'm like rude about it. I'm like, well, grandma, if you're watching over me, maybe let's not let the shitty things happen to me anymore. I'm kind of fucking done with it. You guys are like, okay, Livy, you're literally insane. Anyways, the little things that bring me comfort. So I have signs that I see from my angels. You're like, okay, what? No. So when my grandma passed, I, so the night that my grandma passed, I heard a big bang in my bathroom. And then I went to my bathroom and it was like two in the morning. I went to my bathroom and there was like a ladybug on the window. And I didn't know the news yet that she was dead. I had no idea. And I saw that little ladybug and I just remember sitting there like there was a big bang. And then because like my shower stuff had like completely knocked off the wall and went to my bathtub and I went to the bathroom and then there was a little ladybug. And I was like, oh my God, that's my grandma. You know what I mean? Like, I'm over here like, that's a sign. That's actually my grandma. The little ladybug is my grandma. But it like meant something to me because it was like, it had woken me up from my sleep. And I was like, wait, what is that? And then like my shower thing had never fallen before. And for it to fall and then me just to go to the bathroom and see this little ladybug, I was like, that has to be my grandma. And like, as soon as I went to the bathroom, I was like, she's dead. Like, I know she's dead. You guys are like, wait, wait, what? That night... It was, she could have been passing in her sleep. We didn't know. But like once I heard that bang and I saw that ladybug, I was just like, oh yeah, she's she's gone. I don't know why. I was just like, she's gone. So 
then I would continuously see ladybugs after that. So like, for example, when I moved into my apartment, I was like, I saw a ladybug and I was like, oh my God, that means my grandma's with me. So from then on, I was like, whenever I see a ladybug, that's a representation of my grandma to me. And like also when she was alive, we would talk about ladybugs and stuff. And so I was like, okay, this is my grandma. You know, like this is my grandma. You're like, wait, so your grandma's a ladybug now. I'm like, yeah, just when I see a ladybug, it just feels like a sign from her. So as well as like my grandpa and my step grandma, they um, white butterflies are like a really big symbolization to me. So like I have symbolizations when people pass, like I feel like when I see a certain animal or something like that, it always brings me comfort because I feel like it's them and I feel like it's them somehow just like a sign from them. So you're like, okay, bitch, you're nuts. But like it brings me a lot of comfort because then on days when it's like you're not having the best day and you see like a little ladybug or something, you're like, okay, wait, that's my grandma. That, That just means she's watching over me. And that just means that I'm protected and that nothing bad's going to happen because she's watching over me. So just to like feel that way, just feel so fucking good. Just feeling like you have someone watching over you at all times and then seeing the little signs of them just like makes me feel better. So if you're like, well, I, how am I supposed to have a sign from the person that died? Whatever. Like it could be numbers. It could be anything. Like I know my friends have numbers that remind them of the people that they love that passed and stuff like that so it's just like anything that meant something to you with that person or like a song or anything like that so so anything in that way that can just help you remember them so you can like see that on a hard day or you can look for that during your days will make you feel so much better so if you're like thinking of something just whatever meant the most to you and them I feel like you can make that a sign or something that reminds you of them also just remember all the good times like it's so easy to get wrapped up in like dealing with the death of it all and the trauma of it all but it's like let's think about the good times and the good memories I don't want to just keep thinking about the death I don't want to keep thinking about that I want to think of all the good things that happened and what they taught me while they were here so like I'm a big person on that too where I'm like what did they teach me while I was here well that we had this time together like I feel like everybody in your life teaches you lessons and when they're gone what do you really feel like you learned the most from them and like what are you going to take with them a part of them with you every day. So like I have little things that they all taught me that I take with me every day and just like remembering those things as well as like the letters, the praying, talking to them, all those things. As well as I have voicemails from my grandma and my grandpa that I love to listen to all the time. And those just bring me a lot of comfort too because it's just hearing their voice. So like if you have voicemails, listen to their voicemails, old text messages. I like looking through my old text messages and pictures that I had with all of them just because it brings me some sort of comfort. And it just is like also knowing that they're looking over me. Like I just truly believe that they're all up there looking over me and it just brings me a lot of peace. It brings me a lot of happiness just knowing that they're looking over me. And it, it just brings me a lot of comfort. Like I just don't ever feel alone. I just like always feel protected. So like obviously I became very spiritual because of this. I don't know how I became so spiritual, but like dealing with death, I feel like you can't always look at it. I feel like you can get really stuck in that mindset of like, fuck this, bad things happen to good people kind of mindset. And it's like, you shouldn't really look at it like that. Like in my opinion, like that doesn't get you anywhere. You have to, I feel like I became more spiritual because I tried to look at death in more of a 
weird enough to say it like a positive way, but it was the only thing getting me through the days. Cause like I can sit in that misery for fucking ever. You know, you could sit in that misery forever. Like that's pain. Like, and you can sit in that pain for a while, but I feel like the more I started to look at the positive things instead of focusing on the negative and the loss of that person, just like the positive of like the things that they taught me, how they made me feel, what I want to carry with me every day, those kinds of things. And like, how am I going to make my life better? Because my life is going to keep going no matter if they're here or they're not here. And like, how am I going to get through my days? And it's just like little things like that, that I had to like, that made me more spiritual in a sense where I'm like, okay, it helps me get through the days knowing that I feel like I'm watched and protected by them. And that like, if I need to like pray to anybody that I can pray to them if I need to, you know what I mean? So just like having trust in the universe and them that this all happened for a reason. And this pain is healable. Like you can heal this pain. Healable, Livy? Healable, really? Anyways, jewelry is a big thing for me. Like I wear all my grandma and my grandpa's jewelry. Like I have my grandpa's ring. I have my grandma's ring. I wear their jewelry that remind in my grandma's necklace. I just wear their jewelry that reminds me of them. So like I can look down on my hands and be like, just feeling protected. You're like, yeah, bitch, we get it. You're protected. But just feeling them and like carrying them with me every day feels good. Also, this one's a little fucking crazy, but I did go to my psychic after the passings of my loved ones and my mom did as well. And I had other family members go to psychics as well. And it just gives you a lot of clarity in my sense, but go to like a trusted psychic. I didn't even go to mediums. I just went to psychics. I didn't want to connect with them. I just wanted to know they were okay. And like my psychics definitely let me know that they were okay. So that was like another like I just remember going to that psychic after my cousin passed and it was just such a weight off my shoulders and it just made me feel so good because it was like a life-changing moment in that sense and it just like let me breathe a little bit. So if you're into psychics and shit, go to psychics because they'll know if you go to them with like extreme pain, they'll know what your the pain is. So find a way to give yourself closure too. I know a lot of times we don't always get closure with deaths. Just find a way to give yourself closure and whatever that means. Okay, uh, this is a big thing for me was, and my cousins was, especially my one cousin, we would have me days after my cousin's death. And what that meant was like, I'm having a me day. I'm calling off work. I don't want to be around anyone. I want to have a me day. I want to do all my favorite things. I fucking love a me day. So have yourself a me day where you just like, you're just not having it today. You're like, I just need to have a me day. And you just do all the things that will make you happy, all the things that you want to do to help you deal with death. Like that is a me day. Like you're just like, I don't want to deal with the world. I just want to have a me day. So have that me day. Get all your favorite foods, all your favorite things, watch all your favorite movies, listen to your fucking body, listen to your mind, whatever it's telling you, just do those things to make yourself feel better. Highly recommend having me days. Not every single day, but just have a me day. Also, like, be around your family. When my cousin passed, I moved in with my cousins because I knew my one cousin needed me the most. And I just felt a lot of comfort being around her. And I know she felt a lot of comfort being around me. So it's like, make the changes you need to make to be around the ones you love that are making you feel the best. Like, I just highly recommend that. So, like, now you have a guardian angel watching over you for life. Like, that's such a blessing to have a guardian angel look over you for the rest of your life. And it's like, it didn't happen in the most ideal situation, but knowing you have someone always looking over you, making sure you're okay and protected, like is just amazing. Just to keep thinking of that and just be like, I'm protected by them. Like my angels are always watching over me and I just always have my loved ones with me no matter what. And then just live every day honoring them as much as you can. Like I 
really hit me this year where I was like, I don't want to sit and cry. Like, I don't want to sit and cry about the ones that I've lost. Like, I want to start scholarships or donations or fundraisers for these people in their names and like make a positive impact on an unfortunate situation or stuff like that. And just like, I just try and make everything into a positive because it's like, it's really is all about mindset. Like you can sit and sulk forever, but that's unfortunately not going to bring them back. You're like, God damn Libby, but it's not. So like you have the power within you to like look at their life as a positive. And it's like, let's start looking at things as a positive instead of just like sitting and crying about everything. It's like, no, let's make this into a positive some sort of way. And it's obviously easier said than done. And it can take years and it's going to be painful, but just try your hardest to make these things into a positive. So that's what I have for the death episode. You're like, Jesus Christ, the death episode. But just know time genuinely heals everything. I can tell you to do all those things and you can do none of them or you can do all of them. But at the end of the day, what's really going to heal you the most is time. Like time just genuinely heals it all. So give yourself time. Pain is not forever. It's temporary. Just give yourself time. Like I just time literally heals everything and talk to your trusted people and DM me if you need to. All right. I love every single one of you. If you want more of me, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at she is Livy. And then my YouTube is it's Livy bitch. I'm going to be vlogging my girl's trip. So go and wait for that. And then just rate the podcast five stars and subscribe. I love every single one of you. Have a great day, night, evening, bitches. Bye.